Good morning. It's Friday, November 3rd, National Sandwich Day. I'm going to rock your noggin. I'm sorry. I, I wrote it and I was like, this is normal to write. But reading it out loud for the first time really made me laugh. Hey, hey, I'm going to I'm going to tell you the news. I'm going to dip out of this. I'm going to tell you the news. And then at the end of this, I'm going to. No, I'm going back to it. I'm going to rock your noggin with some news. And then at the end, I'm going to rock your tummy with a sandwich. Buckle up. This is going to be a normal episode. I don't know what's happening in this opening. Anyway, hey, and now the news. So first of all, thanks for sticking with me yesterday. Um, I clearly, as evidenced by yesterday and also whatever that opening was, um, needed slash need a break. It was a rough day um, in general and also a rough day to need a break because all the news broke. So get ready, because if yesterday was not an episode, today, oh, today she's an episode. Let's start with the Israel-Hamas war, where just minutes before I started recording this episode, the House passed a Republican-written spending bill that ties $14.3 billion in military aid to Israel to domestic spending cuts, defying a veto threat from President Biden that is um, a threat, but kind of like in name only, because it's not going to make it to President Biden, because it is also facing bipartisan opposition in the Senate. And if you're wondering how serious that opposition in the Senate is, let me read you this quote from Senator Schumer. And this is from before the vote. Quote, it still mystifies me that when the world is in crisis and we need to help Israel respond to Hamas, the GOP thought it was a good idea to tie Israel aid to a hard right proposal that will raise the deficit and is totally, totally partisan, end quote. And over in the House, Brad Schneider of Illinois said this, quote, in my worst nightmares, I never thought I would be asked to vote for a bill cynically conditioning aid to Israel on ceding to the partisan demands of one party. End quote. But hey, this is the um, the House under, well, I guess technically you'd call it the leadership, but I personally would call it the general buffoonery of Speaker Michael, guns don't kill people, hearts and a lack of Bible reading kill people. Johnson nailed the impression, impossibly, somehow, Johnson was able to say this with a straight face. Quote, I did not attach that for political purposes. I attached it because, again, we're trying to get back to the principle of fiscal responsibility here. Okay, guy. Desmond Mills Jr., one of the five former officers in Memphis who were charged in connection to the horrific beating and death of Tyree Nichols, is now the first of the five to change his plea to guilty to a second-degree murder charge. Prosecutors have recommended that Mills serve a 15-year sentence. 15-year sentence, and were I in charge, um, he would never be able to hold any position of power again, ever. Brianna Suggs, a top fundraiser and longtime confidant of New York City Mayor Eric Adams, had her home raided on Thursday. 
Now, initially, agents did not confirm whether or not she was the target of any investigation. News of the raid came shortly after the mayor abruptly canceled meetings in D.C., including one with senior White House officials. Now, hours after news of the raid broke, New York Times obtained a search warrant that suggested the raid was part of an investigation into whether or not Adams and his 2021 campaign conspired with the Turkish government to receive illegal foreign donations. So this is just kind of breaking. We're just kind of learning this. Could be a little bit of legal hot goss. Could be something very serious to talk about. We'll see. I'm not a fan of this dude, you know? And speaking of dudes I'm not a fan of, I mentioned this yesterday, but let's really get into it. George Santos, the beleaguered house rep who is under investigation for lying about, um, well, I guess you'd have to call it everything, but not for the fact that this dude still wore three layers in the middle of a D.C. summer. Uh, That George Santos survived the House vote on Wednesday to expel him. Now, to be clear, he is still under a House ethics investigation. So we'll see what happens when that investigation is up. But in the meantime, this was always going to be kind of a hard battle, especially ahead of that investigation, because it takes a two-thirds vote in the House to expel a current member. Here's a little something for you, though, a little hot tip. You know it only takes 50% plus one vote to expel a current House member? Next year's election. And no, I don't want him to be in the House that long. But also, it's just fun to remind you that all of these folks, including George Santos, including Michael Johnson, including all of them, they are all on the ballot next year. Some of them should stay and some of them should go. And speaking of fun... Trump crime update time. Well, this is going to be a very awkward Christmas edition. The boys are back in town. And by the boys, I mean Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. And by town, I mean on the stand in a court. That's right. Trump's eldest boys took the stand in Trump's New York City money crimes case on Thursday and as well as Wednesday. So how'd they do? How did they possibly explain things like, you know, signing documents that talk about the money crimes that Trump is literally in trouble for? Well, according to Eric, how could Eric possibly be in trouble? Quote, I pour concrete. In your life, I mean, truly, in your heart of heart, look inside and ask yourself, can you in any way imagine Eric Trump pouring concrete? And by the way, he also said this like at the beginning of this deposition as well. He says this a lot. This is like his thing in this money crimes case. He's like, how could I? I pour concrete. No, you don't. But okay. So, yeah, Eric's vibe in the case will be that he's never even heard of a Gortar. He was too focused on the concrete. And as for Junior, his big takeaway is that he should have worn makeup. Quote, I should have worn makeup. Remember that there are cameras in the courtroom, and that's literally what he said. My goodness. He, too, has never heard of a Gortar. He admits he did sign off on statements, but, quote, I had an obligation to listen to the people with intimate knowledge of those things. If they put something forward, I wasn't working on the document. But if they tell me it's accurate based on their accounting assessment of all the materials, these people had an incredible intimate knowledge, and I relied on it. 
So, yeah, I don't know. That's how things are going in the court. We'll see how the stellar, steadfast arguments of I pour the concrete and I should have worn makeup hold up. Uh, Next week, Trump and Ivanks will take the stand. Should make for a very awkward holiday season. And if I may be so bold, I'll say this. They deserve it. And that's it. That's the news. Here's the deal. Get a good bread, a good bread, arugula, beets, goat cheese, salt and pepper. That's the new grilled cheese. And it is good. That's a grilled cheese for the fall. But more than that, more than that, I don't know. It's still it's pretty good. But you know what? More than good bread, because you are also a treat. I'm proud of you.